Let's go. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged, episode five, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee. Fantastic coffee, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.com for more uh, information. Get your hands on some world-class coffee beans. Joining me as always, Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan. But uh, we've also got a special uh, edition, a guy who is world qualified, one of the top judges on the continent. He's uh, one of the legends of MMA, Justin Ferrier. Justin, how are you keeping and what you've been up to these days? Yeah, good, thanks. I don't know if you should throw around that word legend around such, as, such people I've got around me, but thank you. I'm good. I'm bored, uh, <laughs> is the word. Uh, not, not able to judge any fights officially. But yeah. watching on TV. No, for sure. UFC 250 obviously was was awesome. Uh, Gareth, your thoughts? I mean, initially, uh, let's start with Amanda Nunes. $450,000 after a spectacular night. She really is in a class of her own, isn't she? She just showed everybody that she's just, she's just too far ahead at the moment. Uh, I, I don't really see anybody... In fact, if I went through the whole roster, I don't think there's anybody that could match her. I think she would have to lose quite a lot of weight to get down to Shevchenko. I don't think she could do that. Um, I think that would be probably the only fight that would make sense right now. I know there were a few other names that were thrown on the table, but just her display is just, she's got too much confidence. She knows exactly what she's good at. Um, and... The funny thing is she showed incredible wrestling in the in the fight. Her takedowns were just seamless. It just looked like she was playing with one of her low-level sparring partners in uh, um, her, her, her ground control was excellent. Her, her ground and pound was just super dominant. She just got this, this air about herself. And... Uh, it's going to take a freak, a freak moment to stop her. Oh, that's what I think. I mean, if I go to freak moments, I think of Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva, never there, was never meant to be there uh, against the greatest of all time. And look, a little bit of playing around and boom. So I think that's really the only way we're going to see the end of, uh, of her. What next? Uh, I, I find it really hard to find uh, a name that's uh, worthy. Maybe a, maybe a Chris Cyborg too. I think Chris Cyborg, knowing what she's facing, could be a different fight. I think she's the only person that can can give her the fight that um, that that she's looking for and compete. Maybe. Yeah. Look, I mean, again, there's her skill level is just on another. You know, when you win like that and you just keep winning so convincingly, convincingly, you're just your confidence and your air about yourself and the things that you see and the way that you see things change all, all together. And um, you become you become a, a runaway train. Um, I, if I look at her, I put her kind of in the same league as John Jones. You know, but she's had losses before, but she's just evolved into this predator that is just... She's that's scary that's to the word, G. That's the word. She can continue to evolve. She didn't get Champions Disease. She got a she got a loss out of her way early, and she didn't get that dreaded Champions Disease that you end up worrying about. You, you instead of going on the offensive, you you kind of like fight to to be defensive and to keep your crown. And she just doesn't really care. She just seems to carry on going and snowballing. 
like a massive snowball effect. I think if we look at what you're saying is you look at a guy like Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley was just this guy who was on a charge, was just walking through everybody, won the title, and all of a sudden backpedaled. He just kind of found he found an easy way to win. He knew that no one could take him down. Um, he knew he had a right hand that if you put it on your chin, it would uh, it would make you go to sleep, and it kind of just uh, it, it kept everybody at their tracks. And then he just did enough to win, and it, you know that kind of thing eventually caught up to him. Yeah, but you know, also with, with Tyron Woodley, like for example, a lot of guys look really good when 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 they strike fear into people. So when you know you've got somebody, they they become static, and they yeah. become this non-moving target to hit. And I think that's what Woodley people go like, okay, cool, he's scary, he's dominant, but somebody's going to go down, analyze him, and say, right, how do we beat this person? We put him on the back foot. Don't, and wrestlers generally, it's a very, very general term, don't really know what they're going to do off their back. You put them on the back foot, it's uncharted territory because everything is top dominance. Look, I, I think the only person that, 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 has, that has really been dominant over Amanda um, um, Nunez is Katzengana. That was a long time ago. Um, and Katzengana just out-wrestled it. Uh, you know, I think that's the only weakness that she has that if she came up against a really strong, strong wrestling um, combatant, she might have trouble. But for now, nah, no, not much. I mean, uh, you know, you look at Felicia Spencer, she took abuse. I mean, she took some serious punishment. And I think early on in the fight, that one punch that Nunes landed and, and all of a sudden, Spencer was like, wow, the power and she is didn't just real. Land it. She rattled her. Snapped her neck back. It was oh, insane. The, so, the way that she threw those combinations was just, it was vicious. It was with intent. And it, it was such a, it was such a, for me, I was watching her demeanor like she was smiling the whole time. She thought she, it was like she was having a good, she was just, it was quiet. There wasn't that pressure. She was super relaxed. And she didn't, she didn't get complacent at one moment. She literally just steamrolled her. Look, Spencer, super, super tough chin. She took some, some, uh, that most of those punches are put most of the girls away. So, for her, maybe a little bit too tough at stages, yeah. um, but just got gun shy. She got hit too hard and then was just kind of surviving the whole way through. Do you think the fight should have been stopped sooner? Do you think that, um, you know, what do you think? Because, I, I mean, everyone was I going, I think it was a stage in that. the fifth round. I think it was a stage in the fourth round and the fifth round where they could have stopped the fight. But she didn't, they mm -hmm. didn't. And she got up and she, she kept fighting. That was, I mean... Daniel Cormier kept on talking about that and saying that she just, uh, she keeps fighting. She mm. just keeps going. She doesn't, uh, um, she, she didn't back off. She, once she got up, she got up, she, she got off the floor after taking some savage elbows. She started moving. She, she didn't look, uh, she didn't look like she was a deer in the headlights. She just didn't do enough. She didn't have enough skill set. You could see that her skill set was just not there to compete. Uh, Justin, I mean, you're, you're, you've been in the corner many times. You've, uh, you've been involved on, on all sorts of facets of MMA. When do you call that, make that call? Because it's so tough, especially if it's, it's for a gold strap. How do you just pull your fighter? You know what I mean? How do you throw in the towel? Because I know safety is a big thing. But, you know, what's your take? You, 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 you're talking to somebody that, that, that touches me very deeply. Yes, I was in the corner 
for somebody who was defending a title who got demolished. Um, if I have the brain I have now, I would have pulled him, but I'd made a promise not to. But again, it is a very personal choice. The ref is, you got to leave it up to the ref. And like, like uh, G was saying, it wasn't in a situation where it was unanswered. She would answer on the fifth, answer yeah. on the sixth. She would just give that reason not to. And when there's a strap on the line, it means so much. Mm. Um, it is very tough. It is a very tough decision to make. I probably would have pulled her. Um, but if you asked me 10 years ago, I would have said never in my life. So people do grow and evolve and change. So, but in saying that, I mean, let's have a look at, if we, we compare the kind of savage beating she took, but then you saw, you saw a fight like uh, Joanna and how, how bad she was and what bad shape she was in, but yet she was still fighting like a savage. So what is, what is in that space, what is the right, the right thing to do. Here you got a girl, she's still in the fight, she's doing her best to move forward, she's getting cracked. You got in another fight where the damage was way worse, yet she was still at the at the, in the fifth round, there was still a question of oh, she could have she could have maybe won this thing, you know? So it's such a it's such a it's a hard line for any corner, uh, for any judge, um, and for any ref to know when is the right time. Stop it too early. The guys, oh, why didn't you, why didn't you let it go? I was fine. Um, and we've seen it happen. We've seen guys look really hurt and the ref stops it and the, the, uh, the, the fighter's going, well, I'm fine. You know, I should just leave me alone. I should have carried on. Um, and then you see situations where people are catching savage beatings, yet the ref allows it to carry on. I don't know. It's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough space and I think it's always going to be an issue. Yeah, I think the difference there was that Joanna was always in the fight in terms of she could have she could have called it clawed it back. Um, whereas yeah, in this what, particular instance, she was so far. No, no, hear me out. But she was so far. This is what we've got to decide. This is what the referees are for. But she was so far behind in the cards that there was no way she could have won without there being a chance of a flash knockout or a submission, which was unlikely because Nunes. But, everywhere. But maybe maybe this is a stage where the doctor's gotta be gotta be the the voice of reason, where the doctor's gotta go, okay, it's too much punishment. She's taking so the rules off and the, so, and yeah. that the long term effect. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard, G. The, 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 the rules are the, the referee is full and final decision. But I've never I've never met a referee on this planet that will go against a doctor. You know, if a doctor goes and if a guy, if a doctor says, "Listen, there's a problem here," uh, I think you'd be throwing your career down the drain if you went against a medical professional. Yeah. You know, not not some, especially somebody who's educated in, in combat sports. Yeah, my yeah. opinion, I would have seen her. Uh, I would have seen Johanna if I was in her corner in round four. I would have been like. Time out. Yeah. I mean, your brain has come through your skull. You see, yeah. you see yeah, her now, and she still insane. suffers. Her face is very black here. She's got very black rings under her eyes. It's you can see that that there's damage, and she's not going to be able to fight for a very, very long time again. And, yeah. Oh no! I, I, I even wonder what a medical suspension is. Uh, it it yeah. would be a year, eighteen months. Easy. Huge. But let me put the. I mean, the shoe on the other foot, Gareth. I mean, you've been out there. You fought. 
I mean, was there ever a time when you were going like, you know, maybe I, you know, what, what's the thinking when you're there, when you're taking shots I, and you, you're getting beaten, you can't just I give up. I mean, I mean, my fight in Poland, when I fought against uh, Bartosz Fabinski, um, I mean, he literally just beat me up for, I mean, I stayed in the fight. He couldn't put me away. Um, I, I was continuously always working to try and uh, um, better myself, get a position. You know, I, I think there were two or three opportunities for guillotines. I was on the feet, the exchanges on the feet, I was winning. But once we hit the ground, his physical presence was just so much for me. And I, he, he, he literally, I think, I mean, the one round, I think, I think in total, I took, I think it was 172 elbows in the fight. And I mean, they were, they were never, they were never massive, massive elbows, but they were just constant grinding. And I'm, although I was getting smashed and I was, I was t taking a beating, I never felt like, okay, well, I'm out of this, uh, I mean, I can remember standing up in this in the in the second round or the beginning or the end of the first round and saying uh, to Richard in the corner. And so I was like, "Rich, I can't see." I was so it was so fuzzy that I had um, and I'd been rocked by actually my knee, and uh, I was so fuzzy I couldn't uh, I couldn't I couldn't really see. And I was and I said to him, "I can't see." And he said to me, "Well, what do you want to do?" And then you know I'm like, "No, let's go." So I think you're, it's just an, you're, you're so you're so you're so designed to fight that I don't think your met mentality is anywhere else, even though you are injured. I mean, we we we've tra I've trained with many different injuries and stuff like that, and you just become accustomed to things. Um, so again, you can't leave it in my hands and say to yeah. me what do I feel, because I'm going to say I'm going. Yeah. You know, that's just how we designed. It's how we wired. We're never going to throw put our hand in and go, okay, no, I went out. Never. So yeah, it becomes a broad thing. Yeah, smart decisions have got to be made, and the somebody in the corner has got to take that responsibility. Or instead of putting it on there, the doctor who comes in and checks and goes, "Okay, this doesn't look right." Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even I can't believe that a doctor allowed that fight to carry on the way yeah. that it did. No, I agree. Uh Speaking of which, uh, let's move along. To, there were there was some insane knockouts. I mean, Cody Garber oh. and so, I mean that was a buzzer beater of notes. I mean they played it over and over. It was awesome to watch. But you know Cody just looks like he's version 2.0. He's broken the three fight skid. He's back with a bang. And he's been and he's been knocked out three times. Mm. So I mean, it's not like that. Just shows you that just shows you the sport. The sport is you're never over. It's never too late. You can change it at any time. Winning streaks and losing streaks will always come for every fighter. You will go through a stage where you will lose two or three in the on the, in a trot. It happens to every great fighter. It happens to every fighter. Whether it's at the end of your career, whether it's in the beginning of your career, whether it's in the middle of your career, it's how do you handle that? Mm. You know, he went home. He changed things. He's matured a lot as a fighter. He's not a youngster anymore. He's got a family. He's got kids. His mindset is about his his family environment, and 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 that does put a lot of grounding. I think he was very young when he won the title. There was a lot of arrogance, very brash. Um, change change of team, maybe. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, a change of personnel can, yes, can he, make he was, a difference. He was carrying he was carrying a burden not his own by being at Alpha Male, and yeah. Uh, I think there was a lot of pressure that didn't need to be there. Like there's enough pressure. I can't speak for you, but there's enough there's enough pressure as as 
as a fighter, being in condition, being in shape, being in weight, being professional, and then to win, and then to have uh, the pressure of your team breathing down your neck to win for them uh, can be too much. And I think sometimes, and it doesn't, like, change of scenery doesn't have to be on bad terms. And I think change of scenery for him, a little bit of growing up, yeah. a little bit of, of, of maybe a change of training. Like, gee, you would change. Ten years ago, you were training completely differently to how you train now. And you've got better output now than you did then. No, 100%. I think that just comes with experience. And I think he's learned, he's had experience. Yeah. I think he's also faced the worst part of, of MMA. He was on the saw. He was this fast riser and electric. And everybody was like, oh, Cody, 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 Cody. Boom. Drop four on the ground and then it didn't get better, just kept on the same path, made the changes. And now all of a sudden he just showed what he, he just showed his class that he's always had. He's always been a, a high level guy. He's always been a, um, a guy that I, I fancied. Um, and it's just a savage knockout, just good head slip, good rock. And he knew what he was doing all the time. He drew him in. You could see that he was with the feints. He was, uh, uh, he was drawing him in, got him to commit on the, on the jab. Slip, boom, and then on the money. Oh, jaw separator. It, jaw it, separator. It was, a thing, it was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? I mean, uh, it and just was a thing of beauty. The, the way it happened, still, it was amazing. Still, the guy didn't reach for it, didn't reach for it, didn't push for it, just let the timing happen and it came. And lightning. Oh, yeah, it, was it, was so the, fast. it was just so fast. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Pop! And just walked off like it was, okay. Yeah, you know, worth, it's like he, he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, worth 50,000 uh, performance yeah. bonus for sure. Funny. Um, but he said he just waited for him to, to almost get complacent. To close the distance, bang, happened. He Came just over. had, but you could see he had such a size difference and reach difference. He just, he, he was so in control, even on the back foot the whole time. He was just in control of the exchanges. And he, you could see that he didn't, he wasn't in a rush. He wasn't in a rush to get in, get it done. He wasn't chasing the knockout. He allowed the knockout to come to him. And the guys that have that speed and that power, and once they found that space, a guy who did that was Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva knew that he could knock you out. He just needed to touch you once. And he became comfortable with that, and he didn't chase it. He allowed it to come to him. That's when you start making the mistakes because he reacts on, on your reaction. He's not chasing you and that's where the knockouts came he's quick enough he's he, he's got sniper reflexes his target is impeccable and he's got the power now all he needs to do is get you to commit you make the mistake and boom it was it really it was i was i was really stoked for him um i think he deserved it he i've always i've always liked him and uh yeah it just puts him back in and it wakes everybody up and everybody goes oh okay hold on you know, a yeah. good knockout like that does great confidence for, for a person. Teen Wolf is back. Yeah. Some dodgy hairdo there. It must be said, though. But I'm not going <laughs> to tell him that. <laughs> um, let, let's not sugarcoat the next thing. Sean O'Malley. Uh, he is he's an exciting I, prospect. A walk-off KO. That was awesome to see. I'll, I'll let you... I'll he let missed you so badly with the head kick. And then he just like it was it was this effortless. Well, I'm just going to punch you. And I, I didn't, I was, okay, so it was like he didn't expect it. It was it was like a it was like a movie block. It played out like a movie, like a spinning kick missed, 
kind of like yeah. a, a, a kung fu capoeira kick from the floor, spin around, and as he lined up, as he turned, it was just boom on the money. Sleep, sleep. But bro, his tattoos are bad. He stretched him. He stretched him. <laughs> what? Oh, and his hair's bad, <laughs> and his tattoos are bad, and he's so bad, bro. And he's he's nowhere. He's absolutely nowhere. But and one he's thing entertaining. He I'll buy a ticket. I'll buy a ticket. Who can fight? Oh, yeah. I love him. He's got he's got good ground. He can wrestle, and he has top notch striking. I mean, he, again, another knockout. Another another fifty grand. Thanks very much. Hit him. Walked off. How you doing? He's Thanks for having he's me. Super, he's also super tall. Yeah, yeah. But he's a, he's a, his range is he's he's a he's a John Jones kind of range fighter. Uh, yeah. Can kick you from outside kicking range. Can strike from outside uh, punching range. You're not sure about his range with you. I mean, I fought a guy like that. They were uh, Magnus Blatt. When they're that tall, they're that much taller than you. You you're never sure where you're safe and where you're not. Your safe zones on a normal fight, uh, on a normal fight day, um, is different. So unless you're really able to train with a high-quality striker that has that range, yeah, it can be very difficult. I, well, I, the, I, rule I, of th- the rule of thumb is if you miss with your leg, you can't touch with your hands. I think that's why they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's mostly with the kicks on fight, but his ability to cover distance, hello. So, well, I, I mean, think his arms are so long, he's like an orangutan. <laughs> but, I mean, we can get excited about Sean O'Malley. I mean, he's the type yeah. of guy that's going to put bums on seats, despite the dodgy tats and the weird hair. I had a conversation with I mean, Martin Vazardin like, today, and we were talking about him. And i tell you what, that, he, he was saying, oh, he's not sure. And I was like, guys, let me tell you something. That kid, that kid is definitely going to be a superstar, and he's going to be a world champion, I promise you. You think a champion or a superstar? I agree, with you on the, I, agree, I agree with you on the superstardom. I agree with you on the charisma. Does he have what it takes to be a champ? I think so. Because really he'll, he'll always get paid. There's no question. He's a guy well, that's, that's entertaining and is always a talking point. So we'll always get on the main card. But is he good enough to be a champ? Well, I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, he's got to, he's got to prove that he's going to get the fights. But don't listen to me. Trust me. I promise you. He's gonna. He's he's a he's a he's got an Israel Anastasia a swagger to him. He's got the same striking ability. He's got that same range. He's he believes in himself more than anybody else. He doesn't need anybody around him to tell him how good he is. He knows that, and he's working, guys. He's not. He doesn't yeah. look uncomfortable. He had a, he had a two year layoff. Came back after two years layoff. Knocked the guy out. So I I'm. I'm inclined to see, and his performance was impeccable against Eddie Wilder. It's not a, it's no joke. He's been around a long time. Yeah. He's been around the well, block. He's seen it all. He wasn't teed. He wasn't teed up for a win. That's for sure. It was a fair fight. Yeah, yeah. He was. It was. It was going to be. It was. Oh, look, he put his hand up, and he, and that's the thing. It's at those times, the guys, the guys with that that X factor, that special thing. When it comes time to produce, they produce. And they produce at such a level that makes everybody sit up and go, "Oh, hang on!" And don't be don't be surprised if he's if he's uh, if he's fighting a, a top five guy very soon. I think he's isn't he fighting Dodson soon? Isn't that being lined up? Uh, Again, too much too much dis- distance. 
Yeah. Too, too, too tall against a little guy. Dotson's too small. Yeah. He's going to have to overcome so much to, uh, to, uh, to cause him a problem. And he's going to have to try and wrestle him at stages. And he, the kid's wrestling is really good, and so is his jits. And he poses a very dangerous threat on the floor as well. People don't know that. Um, the bantamweight division is, is a shark tank at the moment. It's yeah. just got some yeah. serious gamers, doesn't it? Full of hungry little killers. <laughs> they just want to eat each other. Little junkies. They just want to eat little junkie section. <laughs> little junkies. And they're off. I feel like they're on, I feel like they're on fast forward. Like the time's one and a half and you watch it five. Have you ever met a jockey? Yeah. He's I probably have. the most aggressive person that you know. Absolutely. <laughs> so these are little aggressive jockeys who know how to fight. <laughs> With all dangerous. due respect, like angry chickens. They really resist yes, yes. angry chickens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, move along now. Um, one thing I want to touch on is that lower leg kick um, has been used through all these UFC events. Uh, the Fight Nights 250, it seems to be a weapon of choice that just chops down any movement from your opponent. What's the yes, thinking I think behind it's, there? I've got a theory. It's anti-wrestling. So they kick for the ankle and it takes away your front foot, which you need to plant down for the takedown. I've seen it at two, at two world championships amateur level. And that's how the Russians uh, were dominant. And they weren't so dominant this past year because they got their ankles kicked out from underneath them. And it's a weird thing because if you lift your foot up off the floor to check it, your ankle goes right out from underneath you and you, you fall. Or if you, if you sit down and plant that foot, your ankle is very sore. What is your opinion, G? You got more of a. You'll know no, more about this. It is, it's such an interesting thing because I mean, have, have you ever been kicked in the ankle? It's very sore. That's very. Next sore. time I see you, let me kick you in the ankle so you can understand. It's when you so get drilled, sore. Like, when you get caught in that calf and that Achilles tendon, it's such a sensitive muscle in that it 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 seizes so quickly, and you only need two two good solid strikes to 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 that lower kind of top half of the Achilles onto the calf. And you, you, de you debilitate people like you can't believe. They can't apply pressure. They can't move. Takes away their ability to, for, to, to react quickly. They can't plant to throw. Um, their footwork goes out. Uh, a wrestler needs his base. He needs, he needs to be able to drive through that ankle and through, that, through his legs to on the takedowns. If you can't do that, if you can't put pressure... It almost becomes like a dead leg. That's what it becomes like. It really just becomes like a. Uh, I mean, you remember in the old days when you used to get mousies? Remember at school, you used to walk past your connection and hit him with it in the shoulder. Pah! Have a mousie. It's that same thing. It just it, it rushes all the blood to the calf, and it's it's really. I mean, we got to understand that we're in a fighting sport. You got to fight the body, the whole body. You know, you've got to you've got to attack the whole body, and it was kind of something that was. It was used now and again, but now because of its effectiveness, it, it really can shut down a really good wrestler and it can shut down a really good striker. I mean, you pepper somebody's leg hard enough, it's game over. The problem with it though, trying to uh, hit that uh, thing, you can check it. And if you check it and you check it well, that foot's, that you can, you can hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, you uh, it's a, it, what are they? they meter, what is what is on the hands? 
what what is on the hands metacarpals or metatarsals yeah, one of them it hurts those carpals, yeah. yeah they hurt and they hurt but what it does do is i've seen i've seen guys roll the ankle on it so let's say for example you're on a walk and you and you half step on a stone same effect the guys will sit down the guys will plant down on it now they've rolled their ankle now a wrestler who needs that pro unlikely ability to change to change stances to southpaw for example if he's orthodox taking his tool away now he's got a strike and maybe he's uncomfortable strike I mean, yeah, so it is, I had it, it is. Yeah. I had it when I was in Brazil. I was uh, training, uh, not Brazil, in, uh, when I was fighting in Brazil against Porcino, um, I was training in New Zealand and I took a, a calf kick and I actually rolled my ankle on it. it I, I kicked and I tried to plant my foot to, to kind of check it and it just it scooped my ankle right from underneath me and it rolled over the top of my ankle. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's very dangerous. It's incredibly effective. It's like the sidekick to the knee. These are kind of things that we're like, oh, you don't really do it. But I think the progression of fighting and, and the level that we get at and what, we, what you experience inside there, you know, you're looking for every advantage. I think great assets. You know, if you well, can wrestlers have dominated for so long, they've had to find a way to beat them. And this well, is one I mean, of the tools to beat them. Isn't this? That's what Amanda Nunez did to, to Spencer. Just kick yeah. that front leg to pieces, yeah. that calf. She couldn't, she couldn't put pressure on it, so she couldn't shoot quick enough on it. She couldn't attack the, the takedowns like she wanted to. You know, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I think you're going to see more and more of those kind of type of things um, as the sport goes along. And guys are always finding new ways to, uh, to create a problem for you. Isn't, I mean, this is MMA evolving, isn't it? The, the approach, yeah. as you said, wrestlers have dominated for so long. Now they're negating that uh, the rest is so it's interesting um chaps let's let's move right along i don't know if you've just seen uh, dana white has announced the fight island location and three title fights um have you have you seen that um oh so the title fights i have seen i saw the um i saw the the fights one was uh uh yana versus uh Alabama. Sorry? It's Aldo, yeah. Jan versus yeah, Aldo. Yeah, against Aldo. Crack of a fight. Um, yeah. for, I think that's for the Bantamweight title. Am I correct? Yeah, Vol Volkanovski against Holloway is another one. Oh, good. That's going to be a humdinger game there. Guy who utilized leg kicks mm. so well. It was against Holloway. And it just took away... You take away a guy's legs, you take away his steam train. Yeah. He can't... Out, he, uh, Max Holloway just couldn't put the tempo on him yeah. from getting that front leg draw. That's good old-fashioned. Let me tell you something. Good old-fashioned K1 fighting. Good hand combos, hard leg kick. Yeah. Hard. Um, and then hard. The, the fight I'm most excited about, Kamaru Usman against Mr. Burns. Oh, I told you. My boy. That's your boy. Your boy's coming you listen, your boy. Uh, listen, I think Burns has got, he's got the aggression to, to, to put... Uh, listen, Kamaru's also got savage power. Kumar's wrestling is incredible, but then Burns' wrestling and ground game is also next level. It's the perfect matchup. I think if there's anybody who could physically take on uh, Kumar Usman, I think Kumar Usman is physically stronger than most of the welterweights out there. It's a good physical matchup against a youngster who just wants to make you die. And uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Usman is going to have to stop a showboating because he's got such a high-level competitor coming again. And, that he's not going to have time to do funny things with his hands. Wow, they come from the same gym, so they know each other very, very well. Very interesting matchup. Very interesting fight. 
That's happening at uh, Abu Dhabi, hey? Yes, Island. July, Abu Dhabi, July yeah. 11th, I think, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that where it is? Is that where Fight Island is, is in Abu Dhabi? It's being revealed. It's yeah. being revealed. So they're building an island for them. It sounds like... Probably. A, I wouldn't be surprised. Push rubber, probably right, just they push rubber worry. into the sea. Yeah. We're going to sand in the sea. There's island. Have it. There it is. Have yeah. it. Uh, hey. Yeah. Can, can you handle this? Can we please touch on a guy that uh, you guys both admire? Uh, Justin, you've met him. Conor McGregor retires again. Uh, what do you make uh, of this? Is this uh, just a bit on, of tiring. It's tiring. I love the oak. He's a great guy, actually, when I met him. Yeah. It's just... <clears throat> I, I read a thing that Joe Rogan said. He he tried and he, and he threw, was it was an insult. He tried to take the heat and the light of 250 and take it away from those fighters and put it on himself. And I, I don't like that. I, I don't I don't like it. You must let people have their time in the sun. Um, he's doing it for effect, I think, and it's tiring. I was like, oh come on, man, again. You're trying to stay relevant, and it, it's a little bit annoying, to be honest. I think he's he's great. I think what he's done for the sport, I don't think anyone else could do to shine a light on it because you no longer have to explain what MMA is because he told everybody for us. But that is for me, it's enough now. Listen, I think for the the kind of money that he's put in the bank, I think he's there's not much is not much keeping him. And I think a title shot against Khabib is what he's after. And the fact that he didn't get the opportunity, I think they were lobbying hard for the opportunity against uh, Justin Gaethje. And that they would have to wait would mean he would have to wait till the end of the year. And I don't think he's in a place where he wants to wait. I don't think he's he's he, he's not desperate for the fight. Um, I think you know. I listen. I do. Who, who knows? Connor he could retire next one at his boxing Floyd again. You yeah. know what I mean? He he's he's a smart guy. He do, never does anything just off the whim. There's always a plan to what he's doing. Um, don't be surprised if there's something up his sleeve when he comes back and and everybody is. There's no, but this is it. We know he's coming back. It's not. This is not him saying goodbye. We know that it's a, a ploy or a tactic. Yeah. You know what I mean. But, and, and to be honest, what type of what at the at the moment the UFC is one of the few sports that you can watch on television. They could put you versus sorry me versus the janitor. And it's people are going to watch it because they starve for content. Yeah, they don't need these huge names to pull numbers. No. Currently, currently, going yeah. forward, yes. Yeah, currently they could put two rats to fight and it'd be fine because people just want to see it. We yeah. saw like the first question: What are you doing? I'm bored. I'm just fighting. Yeah, you could put yeah. anybody. Yeah. nobody's on the card, and they're going to tune in and watch it. Because, oh, they can hype it up enough. You know why would they overpay Connor right now and not overpay? pay what he's worth because he's worth a lot of money but why are they going to spend that type of money when they don't need to yeah they're and still they're, selling numbers and they're building an island 100 <laughs> percent. so that's well, that's my opinion right now going forward it might not be the yeah. best plan but he's also this is the ufc is not afraid to put con on ice as well huh? yeah it was ufc 200 he tried to pull a move and they just said no nope, you're not fighting yeah but how much do you think it is how much do you think it's got to do with with John Jones getting out of a light heavyweight and giving his belt back. Henry Cejudo giving his belt back. Um, Masvidal Khan now coming in forward and saying, release me. How much do you think it's just Connor jumping on that bandwagon and putting pressure? Well, this is, this, this is it. And I'm going, well, why do you want to put pressure on a company that's, no matter what business you're in at the moment, you're under pressure, including the fight business, because they can't do live events. 
They can't sell tickets. That's always the cream. Yes, they can sell content, but they can't sell the cream. So chronologically, who did it first? Who, who was the first one to say there's a problem? So John Jones, bad place at the moment, shooting out the car, annoying. Like there's a, there's a meme that I've got somewhere in my phone that says, when I die, I want John Jones to lower me down into the grave one, so he can let me down one more time. And it's frightening because I love John Jones. Yeah. And it's like, he, he's in a bad headspace. So you know, different. He, he felt he could accom- he's accomplished everything more. I think maybe he knew that he can't hold on to three things at once. Um, and, it, and maybe this is him jumping on the Masvidal. I, I look at him and he, I, I looked up at it, I looked up his, his record. It's 35 and 13. Never mind all the backyard fights that he did. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So you, you, you're a spectacle. You're a talking point. You're really cool. But you're not really in that. You can't be throwing around your name because the media, the media and hop that is the UFC, has made you. Yes, your skills take nothing away from it, but let's find a way, you know what I mean, to, to work both ways. Don't jump on the bed and yeah. say, because where are you going to go to? Who's going to pay you? Where, where else can you do a live event of that, of that nature? You're spot on, spot on. Um, guys, uh, that's how I feel. Guys, we're running out of time here. Let's um, quickly wrap things up. Uh, obviously, another fight night around the corner. We've got I against Cavillo happening. Um, your thoughts uh, going into this one? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, again, um, not probably not to the biggest names. Um, good quality fighters. I think they're both. Um, I think there's going to be. Um, I think there's again. Look, we look at it. We look at it. Which card was it that we were we were talking about? And we said where it, it was just a good card. I think it was. I think it was the Wednesday card. Yeah, wasn't it? And I think it was headlined by um, Anthony Smith. No. Anthony Smith and Glover Texera, yeah. and it ended up being a really great card. So again, you know, I think these guys are just happy that they're going to fight. Yeah. I think that they've been desperate to get an opportunity, and now that their opportunity is there, and I think they're going to grab it. I think they're going to come prepared. They're going to come. They're going to work hard. They're going to fight hard, and they're going to put on a show. And I think that's all that anybody could ask for at this present time. It'll be it'll be entertaining for true fight fans. Yeah. So yeah. yes, they aren't the biggest names. It's going to be too. It's like I have a passion for watching amateurs fight. You know, that's a Saturday afternoon on a sweaty gym somewhere. That's my go. They, this is what they they're using the stuff that they've got because they don't have much. Mm. And I think these guys are going to rise to the occasion. They're going to see it as yeah. the chance to start them, and it is. They're paying money, fifty thousand yeah. dollars to a non-earner. When we they're earning a little bit of money, it's a big opportunity. And if they got an, if they can headline a card, they're going to be. They're going to yeah. be all in. Look, I mean, the, 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 there's 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 um, there's a good skill set there. Both sides um, in the main fights, I think that they 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 are very high quality on, on a skill set side. They're not big name pullers. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, Big J said, it's a, it's 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 pretty much going to be a, a fight fans card. So mm-hmm. if you're a, if you're really a big fight fan and you are a fighter yourself or you're within in the industry. It's something you'll watch and you'll be entertained and you'll be like, oh, those are good, of good quality. Um, is it going to be a massive attraction? Who knows? I mean, people, are, like they said, are desperate to watch fights. So you, you, you never know who's going to be on, on, online. You never know who's going to be watching those on the respective TV stations. 
All I can say is thanks very much to the UFC because it's a good time to be a fight fan with no other sport on, I tell you. And we've seen some ex excellent cards. We really have. So, All right, gents, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, Jay, where can people get you on social media? Uh, Justin Ferrier on all the platforms. All right. Uh, not Biggie Smalls or anything like that, eh? No, it is. They've got their own, they've got their own uh, Instagram account. But yeah, you can find me KZNMMA. You can find us there. And G's all over the place. G's all over the place. Uh, soldier Boy. In. Feed up from the feed up. Yeah. <laughs> feed up from the feed up. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been great catching up. And uh, we'll chat again next week as we dissect uh, UFC Fight Night as well as uh, Miocic against Daniel Cormier. Apparently, that's set for August. So we'll see how yeah. that one plays out. Well, look, it's going to be a cracker. Thanks very much for watching. Like and subscribe. It's been MMA Uncaged. Let's go. 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 This for web. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. You know that this right here for web. Myself, they call me J O N to the easy E N. Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeds. It's trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead. Better check the air for clearance. Call the tower, this is our credit. He the air apparent. Uh -huh. Really, I've never been better. Yeah. Legacy, this is forever. Huh. All the more times I've been seven, I'm raising the bar. You can go ahead and measure. Yeah. Think about time for a toast. Yeah.